0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to the 10-12, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 conference plus BYU, Cincinnati, Houston and UCF. We are the flagship show of the 10-12 network and Partners with Sports Drink, your water cooler for all things sports and not sports. A fantastic podcast network in their own right. My name is Philip Slavin. I am the host of this here mess. Uh, it is a Monday. Now I had to re-record the intro, and I've lost the. I've lost it. I've lost a bit. Uh, joining me, as they always do, my good friends Andy Mitz.
0: Yeah, you ruined it, Philip. You were talking about how we're not going to be able to cover everything we need to, but of course that doesn't mean we're not going to try. So.
1: We always try.
0: Yeah. Fail but, miserably, yeah. but at least try.
1: There is no try, only do. Uh, and the reason you're all here, JSJ, Jamie Steyer Johnson, the Vibe Queen, the Discord Overlord.
2: Yeah. That bout about covers it. it starts too. Uh, you mean people don't want three-hour episodes so we could go down the line of every event that happened in the Big 12 and everything tangentially related?
0: My wife does not want hour episodes I would get in a lot of trouble if we tried to do one of those I'm good
2: on that also I well. don't.
1: who would listen to a three hour episode of this sh- I wouldn't listen I, I wouldn't listen to a show that was
0: three hours I mean I'd have to break it up over like multiple days probably in which case the next one would be out on- so what's the point
1: that sounds that's like we're the only show you should ever listen to so we'll go ahead and put in three hours of, an episode Twice a week.
0: I would say Ooh. we are not the shutdown forecast where who proclaims to be the only college football sports podcast out there.
1: I don't listen to them very often, but I,
0: I will be honest though. The, uh, if they were the only, if they actually were the only college sports football podcast out there or the college football podcast out there, then I, that may not have been a bad thing except they don't cover enough big 12.
2: That is preferable for me.
0: I would say that's kind of the point.
2: I have a short attention span.
1: I did not
0: know that you, about you, Jamie. No, not at all.
2: This is new information, I know. I'm taking nail polish off and- right now. <laughs>
1: uh we as usual have Jamie's undivided attention as well. Uh we do have a lot to get to. Let's dive in. Let's just kind of we can go in like chronological order, the game, the playoff reveal, the bowl spots and then do some basketball at the, uh, at the end. And uh, a couple other things. We just to right, talk to you guys later. Touch on <laughs> Jamie. Don't you want to talk about Iowa state's bowl dust? Oh, Hey,
2: that's really funny. The good one. Cool guy. Funny guy. Moving on.
1: Moving on. We are. All right. Uh, props to Kansas state. All the props, to K- No, no, I forgot. Um, according to Scott, we're not supposed to talk about Kansas state on this show. Uh, because we don't usually, so we wouldn't want to start. We wouldn't want to start now. So I wouldn't want to put Kansas State in a bad spot and jinx them heading into a sugar bowl against I, Alabama I'm, by suddenly talking Kansas State. I'm
0: wondering, though, if we never talk about Kansas State, then how do I get in so much trouble for my Kansas State takes? Because, I mean, I, I don't really talk about them anywhere else. So
2: Is that why we quit talking uh, about Kansas State?
0: Maybe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Scott. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Scott would be the host of the uh, Boscos Boys, our Kansas State podcast in the Ten Twelve Network. All props to Kansas State. What an absolutely uh, incredible performance in Arlington uh, for the second straight year. The underdog? Well, not. It's not true. That's not true because by kickoff, Kansas State was the was the betting favorite in this game. Within the last two hours, that completely flipped. to Kansas State being a one and a half point favorite by by kickoff. So so, uh, so then why are we Kansas giving State... Kansas
0: State so many so many props because they were supposed to win, <laughs> right?
1: You just knocked off an undefeated team. You wrecked TCU's undefeated season and kept them out of the oh wait, no, they still made the playoff as they should have. That is fantastic. Look, all right, we're gonna do the TCU stuff in a minute. Let's let's give uh Kansas State their what is it? Roses, flowers. I don't know what the kids are saying these days. Props is apparently not a word you're supposed to use. It's too old school. We don't abbreviate things anymore. I don't know. Kansas State was incredible. Andy, don't don't throw weird looks at me. We don't do this on video. People don't get to watch this. Yeah, I know. That thing, was okay? the
0: entire point, though, was that I could throw some shade at you without actually throwing shade at you. But if you're gonna bring it up, you I gotta have,
2: commit. If you're gonna do it, you. I have commit, no idea what
0: Philip just said in the last like thirty seconds.
1: That's fair. I'm I'm not sure Philip does either. Kansas State, look, all the season long, TCU has found a way. They've been down numerous times, and they've found a way to come back. TCU has been in dogfights, been in struggles. They've found a way to win. But on Saturday, Kansas State gets full credit because they had an answer every time that TCU had a chance to take back the lead. TCU's done it all year long. And Kansas State, on Saturday, Saturday morning, had an answer. I mean, you think about the first start of this game. TCU scores on their first drive. On their second drive, they're marching down. You're just sitting here going, is TCU about to go up 14-0 and just put this game to bed early? Miss a field goal. Kansas State responds. Tied 7-7. And from there, TCU never led again the rest of the game. At best, they were tied at, at the end. Kansas State played an incredible game. You get a, a play late in the first half. TCU, huge play. Ooh, this could be a big momentum swing. Quentin Johnson cuts, catches the ball. Kansas State punches it out. TCU hold TCU on the next drive to a field goal, 14-10. Go up 21 to 10. TCU's coming around to respond a couple plays, a couple drives later. They're down 21 17. Get all the way down there, get in the end zone. Kansas State keeps them out. Now yeah, TCU tied this game up at the end of regulation. And we can talk about the decision to not kick a field goal in, the first, in TCU's first possession in overtime, and we will. But for the second straight Big 12 title game, it can be argued that a goal line stand, a stop just shy of the, 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 the goal line, decided the Big 12 championship. It happened when Baylor stopped Oklahoma State last year. It happened when Kansas I'm State worried. stopped TCU in overtime this year. That is literally how close the Big 12 championship game has been decided in two straight years is by mere inches because of an impressive defensive line performance, which is defensive performance. Props to Kansas State. They were incredible. Their defense stepped up. The Big 12 defensive player of the year looked like the Big 12 defensive player of the year, much to the chagrin of Texas fans who are mad that it wasn't Jalen Ford named. I thought Kansas State played incredible. I thought they played a fantastic game. It wasn't perfect. TCU able to to make their comeback to tie this up, to force overtime, but Kansas State, when it mattered, made the plays that had to be made and got themselves a Big 12 title. Chris Kleiman has staked his name among the, we have to now say his name when we talk about who are the best coaches in the Big 12. It's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And this is a team that, Will Howard coming back next year, Uh, We're not doing too early preseason rankings yet. We'll do that like first of January, but can't stay going to be up there.
0: Yeah, but this is also just like this year. We saw that both of the title game participants from last year, like there's enough that could happen or that is likely going to happen with people leaving that it's not as bold of a prediction this year coming up as it was last year to say that.
1: Let's save that. Let's save that conversation for another day. Let's give Kansas state their other flowers. That's the word I was trying. Give them their flowers. That's the saying, right, JSJ? Yes. You're hipper than I am. You're uh, young.
2: I don't feel hipper. Younger, young cooler. But yeah, give them the flowers. That's a that's that's a saying that the youths are using. I hear. I'm not in high schools anymore, so I don't have as I'm not as plugged in.
1: Fair enough, Andy. Do you want to? I mean, do you want to give? Kansas State's and props. I mean,
0: I mean, you've been hard on Kansas State. Did I did on, on Twitter already. Look, so. and I mean, I can, I can add as much nuance as I want to this. You know, there's plenty of stuff that happened this season that I did not anticipate at all, including Will Howard coming out of nowhere to be a, you know, all Big 12 caliber quarterback for the back half of the season. Um, look, Kansas State's defense was, like I expected the defense to be good this year. The offense was a lot better than I expected. And so they get all the credit for doing that. Um, this is a, this is a good, I would even put them as a great team. I mean, I'm going to be honest. If, if they hadn't lost that game to Tulane, we might be talking about two big 12 teams pushing for the playoff at this point. Now, granted, I mean, a lot of other stuff would have had to happen just because of Ohio state, like, but it would have been a conversation I think of like Kansas state looks like a playoff team. They don't have the resume of a playoff team because of stuff that happened earlier in the year, but. They're playing well enough that they could have made some noise if they had been able to qualify for it. Um, the Big 12 has some really good teams, and Kansas State shows that this team, this conference is not only deep, you know, top to bottom, but it's deep at the top. They've got, you know, two, three teams potentially that could make some noise nationally um, if you include Texas in there.
1: I do think, similar to last year and how good Baylor and Oklahoma State were, this bodes well for the Big 12 because two different teams make the title game. Two different teams are very good, and obviously we'll, we'll see how they perform in the postseason, in, the, in their bowl games. But the deepest the Big 12 has ever been, top to bottom, you have two teams at the top, one who's making the playoff and one who's going to be in a Sugar Bowl where they're not as big a dog by Vegas' line as you would think they would be against the, the mighty Alabama. The committee showed the Big 12 the respect it was due by putting TC and, TCU into the playoff despite the loss. And that, I believe, is a good thing for the Big 12. I think it's good that Again, for the second straight year, the two teams playing for the Big 12 title are not the two teams that are leaving the conference. This isn't a shot at Oklahoma or at Texas, but there is a certain amount of like, hey, we got to look at things moving forward once you guys are gone. Like, you're out the door. You're just kind of still here. And that's fine. Glad to have you here. We'll all play along. We'll play games. We'll blah, blah, blah with each other. And then once you leave, we'll talk shit about you all day long. Not that many people aren't doing it already. But for the for the future of the Big 12, it is a good thing to see what has happened in the Big 12 the last two seasons, and it not be Oklahoma or Texas in this title game, and to see TCU getting into the playoff as a representative of the current and remaining, not just the Cincinnati getting in last year, because it's a whole weird situation that doesn't really translate to once they join the Big 12, plus Luke Fickle's gone, but seeing TCU with their first year head coach make it into the playoff this season is the, hey, we going to be all right because it's not like Oklahoma helped the conference out this year with the with with what they did. Texas did. They were good this year. They were a successful program this season. I would I would say that they would I would describe them as successful. I know te- not to Texas sustainers, but I would say Texas was successful. So they helped the Big 12 out. But the Big 12 was good top to bottom. And weird in the middle. And that's fine. But I think this bodes well for the Big 12 moving forward to say the Big 12 might be able to produce somebody who can make it to the playoff or be just be outside of it every single year while it's still four teams, which is only for two more seasons this year, and next year. Moving forward, when it's 12, oh, buddy, bring it. What, two out of 12, I'll take that every year. I, we're not going to be the Big Ten, we're not going to the SEC, and 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 most times we might only make one, but like, uh, okay, we're getting off track from the Big 12 title game. Tons of credit to Kansas State. I I, I want to give Kansas State the flowers. I do want to sit here and say you guys are incredible. It was a great performance holding on, getting that win against TCU. Now, um, Max Duggan was good grief at the end of that game, that final drive to score it up. What he had to do, like you could tell that his players were literally lifting him up in the end zone. He was just beat ragged. Um, That was a a hell of a performance from him. I know they lost, so he's not going to be a Heisen winner. It's going to go to probably still Caleb Williams, which is fine, whatever. Um, Props to Kendra Miller, TCU running back. He had his 14th consecutive game with a touchdown. He is now one away from tying LaDainian Tomlinson's consecutive touchdown record. That's a crazy record to have. So hoping that that happens against Michigan. And that's where he ties it in the playoff because that would be super cool. Now, um, here's my, my thing on TCU I want to talk about. It's fourth and one. You're in overtime. You're in overtime. This isn't like, hey, we've got this isn't like NFL overtime where we just go back and forth and back and forth through the duration of the clock until somebody can can put this to bed. You get one shot. And if you don't put any points up, in in my opinion, it is more likely you have decided to lose this game. I understand we want to get the touchdown. We want to put the the pressure on Kansas State to have to go and punch into the end zone. You went four on fourth and one, you didn't get it. This isn't a like, well, if they'd have done it, it's successful. I don't like that call. I don't like we're going to go for the touchdown on fourth down in overtime because that's the thing that we should be doing. You kick the field goal. You take the points. Because that still means that, hey, you have a better situation of surviving for a second overtime. When you didn't punch it in and you had a zero for your overtime, to me it was done. Like I had enough faith in Kansas State's offense to believe that they could get down there close enough and get a field goal successfully. I I don't dis, I don't agree with that decision on TCU's part. I I do think it was a forget the play call, forget props to Kansas State for making that goal line stand. But TCU I don't I just don't agree with the call whatsoever. I think it was the wrong call. And I thought it was the wrong call when they lined up for it. I just went this is going to I don't care if they punch it in, they come on to win later on, great, awesome, whoop de doo. I just I don't think it was the right call.
0: Yeah, there, there's something to be said for putting pressure on your opponent over time. Like, a three three point puts the pressure on them to at least do something. Yes, it still gives them the opportunity to win. But they're going to have the opportunity to win regardless. Um, You know, just by the fact that you didn't score a touchdown. It so, gives them the
2: opportunity to also not win, you know? Right. Otherwise, it's like, at, I mean, barring like major, major issue, which would be turning the for immediate points, that's you, you get another chance,
0: right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you get, you do have an advantage um, by doing that. Like you, you actually put pressure on them to have to score. They cannot afford to mess up and and come away empty like you did. And so, I mean, and, and that's kind of the thing too, is right. Like that's why you go last so that you have that opportunity but if you are the team that goes first, you have to put points on the board. And, like, no matter what. And TCU did not do that, and so they they lost themselves that game. Like, I think that they're I – don't, I don't know that they would have won anyway just because, you know, of how everything was going. And you're right, Duggan looked like he was on his last legs. And so, like, I'm not that shocked that they ended up losing that game. But the fact that they were even too, you know – Definitely say something for what they were able to do at the end of regulation there, because up until that point, everybody was talking about the loss for TCU as potentially being as damaging as the one that USC had against Utah. Um, But Duggan being able to bring them back like that erased any doubt about whether this was a team that was worthy of being in the playoff. Um, So I think, I think Duggan did the team a whole lot of favors there, you know, kind of finishing that game the way that he did. So um yeah you kind of lost the game at the end which sucks but you did literally everything you needed to do to be able to um you know find yourself in the playoff and get all of that set up so ultimately i didn't i, I didn't think tcu had much to lose unless they got blown out in that game um but by finishing the game the way that they did they really made sure that everybody knew they didn't have anything to lose in that game
1: yeah, again, we we now know TCU is in the playoff. They will be the 3 seed. They didn't move anywhere. They'll be place, facing Michigan out in the Fiesta Bowl. Like, and and we have said, like, that's the right call. It doesn't matter what happens, barring them getting blown out like 60 to nothing. Like, they should stay in the playoff. They should be in the playoff. They shouldn't move. And especially you seeing USC lose the night before, like, you they lose and what, they get to bump down to the 4 so Ohio State and Michigan can rematch when Ohio State gets in? Like, no. Uh, and somebody made the the incredible case and it didn't happen, but like there was a real chance that, you know, had had Georgia and and Michigan not won their conference championship games, they still would have been in as well. You could have had four teams in the playoff and didn't actually win a conference championship. It's hilarious, but it's not what happened still. Like TCU should have been in. Losing by three in overtime. You're not going to dog a team based off of their resume and what they've done this season and the strength of the Big 12, which has to be given its due like TCU belong there and they are there. And so we don't have to keep like, I'm glad they're there. Now the focus is on how do you feel about them against Michigan? And I don't know how much Michigan's favor right now, but I'll, I'll take the TCU side on that one. Like just straight up, I'm, especially without Blake I'm Like I like TC healthy TCU versus Michigan to at least be incredibly competitive. Uh, shout out to Deuce Vaughn. Uh, he won, I believe he was, he was big 12. He was player of the game, right? If I recall correctly. Yeah, offensive or is it just, I don't remember. He's playing the game and he deserved it. Um, we've seen Deuce Vaughn not be as impactful this season consistently as we kind of thought he would be for Kansas State. He absolutely, in one of the biggest games for them this season, stepped up 130 yards on the ground, another two catches for 30 yards as well, had a touchdown. I thought he was very impressive, against a good TCU rush defense. Like, I thought Kansas State came out and played really well. I Look, this is a Big 12 show. I I don't, I'm not going to be like favorite for TCU or favorite for Kansas State here. This is almost a little bit of like best of both worlds. Like TCU lost, but Kansas State gets the big 12 title and TCU still going to playoff. And so from a weird, like just outside big 12 perspective, like sweet, like the big 12 had a team lose the conference championship game and still get in the playoff. That's awesome. That's not the thing you would have been t- saying about the Big 12 in the past. Like, you just, you wouldn't have. And you did with TCU. Like, that's the respect the Big 12 was given. And that is awesome. And props to Kansas State. Like, I, th- that's awesome. Give Kleiman his raise and his extension. It, it needs to be done. Like, tomorrow. Like I expect to hear news tomorrow of Chris Kleiman assigned an extension and a, and a substantial pay raise at Kansas State. troop. appreciate all the work he has done during his time so far and, and ensuring that he remains in Manhattan. I appreciate no one talking. Uh, no,
0: sorry. I had accidentally muted myself because of stuff going on in the background. I to unmute myself. So, um, no, I mean, yeah, Kleiman, it's 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 funny because, you know, there was all the rumors about Matt Campbell and, you know, Chris Kleiman and Lance Leipold and all of these guys that potentially could be huge coaches elsewhere at, you know, Nebraska, Wisconsin, all these other places. And yet all of them have, a, you know, Essentially, well, with the exception of Matt Campbell, because nothing's changed about his contract situation, everyone else has essentially put themselves in a good situation to significantly extend their contracts in one fashion or another and stick around for a very long time where they're at. Um, Kleiman, I have a hard time imagining Kansas State's going to let him go after what he's been able to do in just four years. Kansas has already gotten Lance Leipold extended, uh, which we didn't talk about that last week, um, and that had already happened at that point. But, like, you know, Kansas has their coach for a while Kansas State has their coach for a while um you know it's just looking at the situation around the entire Big 12 there's a lot of teams that have very promising coaches or very promising futures coming up um when we get to the new conference and i mean not saying that we have to wait till we get to the new conference but just like even when we get to the new conference this is going to be a very formidable conference for quite a while
1: of the current 10 teams this is the first time since uh, i actually looked back and i don't remember what i wrote down it's been a few years since we haven't had a head coaching change, and I, we're we're not going to have one barring some late weird someone gets poached for some other job we don't know about. But now of the four incoming, obviously Cincinnati Luke Fickle has taken the uh, Wisconsin job. Cincinnati looking for a new head coach there, uh, which is tough for them. But as far as the the current ten schools, like it feels like a pretty good crop outside of you know Neil Brown being on a hot seat heading into next season, and I mean <laughs> hot seat. Um, but other than that, like, it feels like a very stable, solid collection of head coaches in the big 12. Like I'm not looking around the car to be like, that guy's not good. That guy's a joker, that guy, whatever, like have your feelings about Sarkeesian if you want to. But I I don't like, again, I think this was a good season for Texas in a year two when they're trying to make the changes they are at Texas. Like this feels like a very solid outside of the Neil Brown stuff at West Virginia situation in the big 12 moving forward.
0: Well, and it's funny because we haven't even talked about Joey McGuire, like It's kind of ridiculous, (laughs) you know, the first year, what he's done at Texas Tech. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, this, this entire conference is chock full of ridiculously talented head coaches that are going to set their teams up for really, really good seasons. As
1: we know, this is official since we last talked. Neil Brown, he's staying at West Virginia. He's not going anywhere. New AD, Ren Baker. Uh, is the new athletic director? going will be given time to kind of figure some things out, get get his feet on the ground there at West Virginia. Again, he's going to be owed like 16 million at the start of like January one, so it's not shocking West Virginia is like let's let's hold off now. It wouldn't shock me if West Virginia was like one of the first schools to market next year, based off how this stuff typically works. But we will we will keep an eye on that next year. We talk about this on the pod all the time, all the time. But folks, boys and girls. Andy and Jamie, the streak continued this year, and we haven't talked about it yet. The streak of a new team making the Big Twelve title game every year since it came back. Kansas State has now joined the list. We've made it. We made it. And the you were like, if it ever might not happen, it would be this one. We made it to the four incoming next year to broaden our list back out to seven teams who have not made the Big Twelve title game, which gives us a much bigger arsenal of potential candidates. For the Big 12 title next year, that would be a list that includes Texas Tech, Kansas, West Virginia, UCF, Cincinnati, Houston, and BYU. Folks, the
0: streak could continue.
1: <laughs> I'm so excited! About you you it. know, what
0: would be even crazier is if we had two If, was you know, if we had two teams that made it, that had not. I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but if if we were going to ever have one like that, I mean, I could see trajectories for Texas Tech. And Kansas, both getting them to a point where if some crazy stuff happens, they both could theoretically make it. Like, Kansas is bringing back pretty much everybody from that team that it was vastly improved. And we saw how much they improved in the transfer portal last year. And then Texas Tech, like, I don't know what to expect from Joey McGuire in, you know, the first year of the transfer portal after he's been here to actually show what he can do. So I will be very interested to see what those two teams do. I'm not saying that they will get significantly better, but it's not difficult to imagine a scenario where they do get significantly better. And at least one of those teams could potentially be in the Big 12 championship next year.
1: I'm not picking Texas Tech to make it to the Big 12 title game until they can go a whole season with one quarterback. Well, yes, that's not fair. Fan. That's fair, but not, not not three guys starting. But look what they did with what? three
0: guys starting.
1: I no, no, no. <laughs> I've given McGuire his props. Like It's an incredible season in year one. You've got to feel very excited about the trajectory of that program, given the way it's. it was very much a get to year three. Year one, I think, exceeded expectations. It's awesome. Uh, Kansas, obviously, on the up and up. West Virginia is the only team where you're like, eh, well, we can talk about Oklahoma State, but that's another story for another day. Uh, maybe next week we'll see if I can get all the guests lined up the way I'm trying to. Um I do think it's interesting, though. You, you look at Houston, you go, I don't know what to think of them. BYU had a bit of a down year. UCF made it to the conference title game, but they kind of played up and down a competition a lot, but they had some nice wins. Cincinnati replacing Luke Fickle. I feel less confident that the four incoming schools are going to be set up to immediately, like, have success, like, real success in year one when they arrive. I, I next year feels like the year this the streak ends, but my fingers are crossed that it doesn't. My fingers are crossed that someone new makes it there just for the just to keep this streak somehow alive.
0: As the kids say, for the memes.
1: Oh, for the for the memes. That sounds good. Like that. Uh, a couple other random weird notes. Uh, TCU opens next season against uh, Prime Prime Time. Oh, yes, yes. They open the season against Colorado. That's going to be fantastic. And it will be one of the weirdly most anticipated games of week one. Week two will feature Baylor versus the now two-time Pac-12 champs Utah in Waco. Uh, that TCU uh, Colorado game is in uh, it's in Fort Worth. So a couple of uh, fun games to, to go ahead and circle for next September already worth doing. A couple other things that you might want to circle. The 12 days of Christmas at Homefield Apparel, every day is a new deal. Every day is a new promotion. They already did mystery boxes. They already did free shipping. I don't know what else is coming out. Oh, by the way, Kansas State fans, they are Kansas State joggers because you won the Big 12 title game and every Power 5 conference champ got joggers with your, for you, you got joggers. They're Kansas State joggers at homefieldapparel.com. Jamie, tell the folks at home why they should go to homefieldapparel.com and buy some freaking joggers
2: the joggers actually i'm looking at mine because they've had a hole in them and i still haven't fixed them but i need to they're real comfy i actually the ones that they have now uh, apparently are a slimmer fit than the ones that i have so maybe order up a size is is the rumors i've heard but i saw on twitter that they are getting close to having uh another option for joggers that are not slim fit which a friend of mine called Thick Fit, and I think that that should be their official term. Homefield, this is my plea. Give us the Thick Fit joggers.
1: I'll, uh, I'll pass that up the great fine uh, to Whitney and Connor. Thick with two joggers. C's,
2: the way that it's spelled officially. Yeah, the appropriate spelling, yeah. the
1: proper yeah. spelling of Thick. Just and think a, of
2: the And also, also bring back the joggers for winners for um the basketball tournaments, please, and thank you.
1: But, Kansas State, you have joggers 12 days of Christmas is going on at Homefield Apparel. Now is the time to be buying. Now is the time to use your promo code NETWORK12, one for 15% off your first purchase. Shop for you for the holidays. Shop for your friends and family for the holidays. There's plenty of stuff out there you need to be getting. Seriously, the TCU and Kansas State collections, obviously two teams in the Big 12 title game, two of the better collections for the Big 12. That TCU one is so good.
2: Uh, Also, they posted something, uh, a a little preview today. We're recording on Sunday. So if you're listening to this on the day we record, go look immediately, or the day we release. If you're listening on Monday, go look at what it is because they posted sad husky laser eyes. So something big is is happening on Monday.
1: Beautiful. So homefieldapparel.com. Promo CODE NETWORK12, 15% off your first order. Be rocking the most comfortable vintage college sports apparel or joggers, slim, or hopefully soon to be thick uh, this holiday season.
0: <laughs> How does that go again, Philip?
2: That's really nice.
1: Sorry. Uh, everybody gets one. Everybody gets one. Uh, okay. We do need to touch on the postseason. Obviously, TCU facing off against Michigan in the Fiesta Bowl in the college football playoff. Yeah. Kansas State going against Alabama in the sugar bowl. So if Alabama wins, it's because the sec is better. If Alabama loses, it's because they didn't actually want to be there. Just remember, those are the rules. We don't make them. We just have to play along with
0: them. Speaking of but- those rules that did, you know, whether this, whether it's is true or not, I'm still going to say, did you know, Missouri did not want to play Kansas in the Liberty bowl because that would lose them the opportunity to make that statement of, we just didn't care because you can't just not care about a rivalry. game That is returning here in just a few years. Um, you know, if you end up losing it, so fun fact.
2: I want receipts. There have to be receipts, and someone needs to leak them. I want proof.
0: the The Missouri official
1: accounts out here, like we'll play anyone, right. anywhere, anytime. As soon as so everyone's the responses news
2: leaked. Everyone's like, mm. hmm.
1: and then, uh, uh, their head coach, whose name I always forget, and Eli Drinkowitz. Fine. That's it. I wanted to say something else. I was in like Wozniak, but it's not Wozniak. It's one of those weird. There's a K. Uh, showing a picture of the Memorial Stadium for Liberty Bowl, and it's like, then shit. Like you guys can sit here and tweet all day when you don't end up in the Liberty Bowl. We all know. Well, the SEC didn't let us, if you went to the SEC office and said, please put us in Liberty Bowls to play Kansas, I'm pretty sure they would have said, okay. Also, what is a six and six do- team doing dictating where they do and do not go bowling? You take your bowl allotment where you go and you smile about it and you say, thank you, sir, and you take it. That's it. Well, not playing Kansas. As You're with most little chickens.
0: As with most things, everybody wanted the plausible deniability. So it was Missouri basically saying to the SEC, well, I don't think we really want to play them. To which the SEC said, hmm, maybe we'll just uh, suggest that uh, you don't make that matchup actually happen. Um, so everybody can say, oh, well, it wasn't me that made that decision, but everybody was making that decision.
1: I, I will note, I will note, not to defend anybody, I believe it was, I saw a tweet, and while I searched the tweet, I will, I will explain that essentially the ACC and the SEC get to dictate where their schools
2: go. That sounds about right. Uh,
1: Stuart Mandel. I talked with the bowl exec this morning who had no idea who his bowl was getting and had no control over it. In many cases, especially the ACC and SEC, the conferences decide now. So uh, Kansas will instead be playing the other school with the, with Kansas in their name that is not from the state of Kansas. That would be our Kansas uh, in the Liberty Bowl <laughs> in Memphis, which should be a lot of fun. Because that's two schools that are at distant proximity, and again, been to Liberty Bowl. The stadium's fine. Everybody tells you it's trash. It's fine. Uh, the game's fine. Neil Street's a fun way to spend a day. It's good music, food's solid. Get drunk, go to the game, have a good time. Uh, so that's one we'll be keeping an eye on. Other ones of note: Baylor will not have to go too far for their bowl game. They'll be playing the Air Force. Having a hard time deciding if I should be rooting for Baylor or, you know, the U.S. military uh, in the Armed Forces Bowl, which is held at TCU Stadium. They are going up to Fort Worth to play Air Force at TCU. Cool. Um, Here's the good one. Uh, Do you guys know who Texas is playing in the Alamo Bowl? Uh,
0: I have not looked at all of them yet. So, no, I did not catch that one. I
2: haven't looked at a single thing even for a second.
0: It would be the school
1: that gave Steve Sarkisian his first head coaching job. That would be the University of Washington in the Alamo Bowl on December 29th. That is a fun matchup for all the stories. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. has been pretty good there for Washington, nation's leading passer. I am intrigued by this one. It's always fun you see coaches go up against their former schools they used to coach at. Uh, so this one should be interesting. That's been a while since Sark was the head coach at UW. But... That's a solid matchup. That's a solid game. I'm very interested to see that one. Uh, we get uh, Oklahoma State and Wisconsin out in Phoenix for the guaranteed rate bowl. Just go ahead and bet the under now. Just do yourself a favor and bet the under. Uh, Oklahoma somehow bumps themselves all the way up to the Cheese it Bowl in Orlando to face off with Florida State. Again, I'm not sure. I assume this is a the Big 12 lets the bowl games dictate more than the conference does because I can't see why the conference would be like, yeah. It's an OU here and have texas tech go to the texas bowl though if i'm a texas tech fan not having to travel all that far for my bowl game even if the Cheez it bowl is a uh higher ranked one in the seating than the texas bowl is you don't have to go far and you're gonna play ole miss
2: but then one of your players doesn't get to stay in the cheese it suite
0: that's Which, true that's a man missing out on a great cheese, opportunity if- there
1: if you all haven't seen it, the Cheez-It Bowl basically said, like, two players from each team get to stay in the Cheez-It suite, which is an entire hotel room of just Cheez-It paraphernalia everywhere.
2: It is It's kind aggressive. of freaking awesome. It is a very aggressive.
1: I mean, have you seen Cheez-It commercials? I mean, Cheez-It's entire, like, M.O. is being <laughs> fairly aggressive.
0: Right, that's yeah. like... That's it's the like entire goldfish the name. leaned
2: really far into like, ah, oh, the snack that smiles back. We're friendly and nice. And cheese it was like
0: Cracker's playing football. Look, it's like the cheesiest. Cheese it cheese it is what happens when you give a goldfish steroids.
2: There is no way to disprove that statement.
0: I mean, even the name
1: itself, cheese it with a Z is a bit aggressive. Like it's not like cheese, no, it's a cheese. We don't need to need to eat at the end. Uh Although, don't get me wrong, like, the cheez Bowl is fun. And having your head coach who wins it have a, a cooler full of that's dumped on their
0: head does make Tag for some pretty good Dukes photos. i the
2: Duke's in the uh, thing about the, the cheese it sweets, and now I'm scared.
0: By the way, I just realized really quick, I, I was completely wrong. Whales are what happens when you give a goldfish steroids. Cheez-Its are what happens when you experiment on it in a in a science lab.
2: That's fair. That's probably right. Although whales I mean, I, are worse than uh, goldfish.
0: Oh, you take that whale slander back.
1: Whales are, not the, whales are. What's wrong with whales?
2: Whales the the cracker.
0: She's saying the that they're nowhere. They're knockoff. not. As...
2: They are not. Wait,
1: as... there's a knockoff cheese it cracker called whales. No, no, no. It's the knockoff goldfish, cracker, called whales.
2: Yeah, they're not very good.
1: This is something that has just been brought to my attention. That it, Wait, it, you've it, never heard of it, whales before? I mean, I've heard of the country and the animal.
2: They are shaped like the animal, much like the goldfish cracker.
0: Much huh. like, you know, much like um, Walmart, say, will have a knockoff brand that is um, somewhat related name to the uh, thing that is supposed to be A knockoff of whales are very much I don't even actually know which one came first I would assume that goldfish goldfish did but but I don't know I don't know that for sure but regardless there is the fact that they are very very similar and they are two different shapes and it would make a whole lot more sense that they said hey how can we make something that seems like it's better than goldfish we'll name it a whale because a whale is bigger but anyway, now that we have completely derailed the show yet again. This has
1: taken absolute.
2: This is our full cast moment.
0: We're
1: going to do the rest of the list. Uh, yeah, Texas Tech will face Ole Miss, the Texas Bowl. Baylor. Uh, I think we covered everybody. Uh, the incoming Big 12 teams will all be bowling as well. Houston versus Louisiana in the Independence Bowl. BYU-SMU in New Mexico. UCF-Duke in the Military Bowl. And Cincinnati-Louisville, the Keg of Nails, it's a rivalry game in Fenway. That is exciting because some teams aren't afraid
0: of playing their former
1: rivals in a bowl game. Missouri. Not
0: former. Missouri says that we're still rivals. So the fact that they would duck mm. us in that, yeah, it makes it even worse.
1: De-stripe that tiger. He doesn't deserve it. Needs to re-earn it. At the Big 12 championship game, Brett Euromar told reporters to expect a new scheduling format for football to be finalized later this month. The plan is to continue without divisions. I don't know if new scheduling format is just like we're just going to throw everybody together in a big pot and put together whatever we do. I We assume there will be some protected rivalries. Will everyone have a protected rivalry? I don't know. I'm just excited. I was really hoping we'd have this like the day after, like the Monday. He said later this month. That literally could be Monday. I'm really hoping this comes out
0: Maybe they'll do
2: like a lottery and they'll have a bunch of random celebrities draw the different uh, names out of a hat to make the schedule.
0: No, did you completely like disregard my entire suggestion that maybe it's just that they're going to, you know, use Comic Sans instead of Times New Roman (laughs) and kind of, you know, present it differently. And hey, look, it's a new format.
2: It's an NFT.
0: (laughs) They released the the conference schedule as an NFT.
2: (laughs) Each game is its own NFT. Please don't do that.
0: I mean, younger, hipper, cooler, right?
2: <laughs> I don't, that, that, Six months sure that ago, would quite... I, I, I would almost be expecting an, an NFT uh, adjacent promotion, but I think that the ship has kind of sailed on those, thankfully.
1: Okay. I'm going to let you two do your thing here, because we need to talk a little basketball on this show. I think – okay, Scott, if we haven't done enough Kansas State or haven't given them their due, we'll preview ball games coming up. Um, but if we haven't, just let me know. I know you will. You you have my number and my DMs and we are buddies. Uh, so I think – I hope so. I, I believe so. We'll I'll find out. Um, do you guys have any thoughts or complaints of the Big 12 football awards that were handed out? I don't really – Didn't even know they were awarded. I don't
2: even know what uh, that sport
1: I, I, is. I was – I was asking – Andy more than you because I know. Uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know that there was anything really to get too upset about.
1: Fair enough. I mean, yeah, like Uh, they
0: all—they all made sense. It was, uh, you know, you could argue maybe if someone should have been on the, the the first team versus the second team or vice versa, but there weren't that many of those arguments, and I can't think of anybody who got snubbed entirely. So um like anybody that you would be like hey then why didn't they get recognized it's like well the people that were there instead were also deserving so it's hard to get too upset I know this is not this is not on Twitter so you know I, I won't get a bunch of flack for not having my Twitter rage um you know up and, and ready to go like I did for refusing to argue with K-State fans so
1: fair enough fair enough uh hoops uh Big 12 Big East challenge or battle is done uh, the two conferences finished 5-5. Five and five. Big 12 had a nice 4-3 lead coming into the weekend, and then Oklahoma and West Virginia both dropped their games. Thankfully, Iowa State uh, beat previously unbeaten St. John's to tie things up. Uh, if you would like a tiebreaker for this 5-5 standstill, uh, the Big 12 did score more points in this overall series than the Big East did. I have it written down. I'm trying to find my tweet that said it because I forgot to write it down on my phone. I just did it in the tweet. Oh, uh, 726 to 719. That's seven more points. That's more points. That's all that matters. Big 12 wins. Haha. Play again next year. I don't know. I lost my train of thought. I'm trying to figure out how to make space on my computer. So this uh, finishes up because apparently I'm running out of space <laughs> while we record. Isn't that good? Nice. So I'm going to let you kids talk amongst yourselves about basketball. Um, Jamie, how the ladies doing?
2: Okay. So here's the thing. I should have a really great topic to dive in on for women's basketball because Texas is 4-4. Four and four. Why do I not have anything to say? Because I can't watch them. I'm not paying for Longhorn Network. So I haven't watched Texas play all season. So I don't know what the deal is, I will say. Actually, I watched them play a little bit against UConn, but I was told the reason they were struggling was because their best player and point guard, Rory Harmon, was out. Rory's back. So, I don't, I don't know. I I am.
0: Yeah, but, but how long has she been back? back because
2: multiple games.
0: I know, but from what I've heard the injury that she was dealing with is one that you wouldn't necessarily expect her to be able to come back immediately.
2: I mean, um, that's that's fine, but then if you're saying that the only way you can win is if Rory Harmon is 100% and she's struggling with an injury, okay. I was told that Texas was like a lock right. for the final four. So I No,
0: I I I agree. Like they are definitely underperforming. Um the loss of Rory Harmon and her potentially struggling on the way back is not enough to explain the losses that they have. Um, So, yeah, I mean- I
2: more just wanted to complain about Longhorn Network support and how happy I am to not have to deal with it soon anymore because I should be able to say, this is why this is happening. Yes, I think it'll get better. No, I don't see a path to it getting better. Instead, I'm sitting here shrugging saying, that's kind of weird Guess I'll try to figure it out once they have a road game. Ridiculous. <laughs> uh, anyways, I don't know. It's uh it's it's kind of wild out there right now to be honest. Like Kansas still rolling.
0: Kansas the only undefeated team still in the Big 12. That is Let's go. That is They crazy. have a huge test coming up this week they are traveling out to uh wherever Arizona is I did not Tucson. look it up Tucson I, for some reason I, well, I was wanting to say Tempe but I, that's Arizona State isn't it
2: I don't know but I don't okay anyway for the record it's because yes. I'm looking at the schedule I don't want Fair. anyone to think I could pull that out of there
0: don't want to set those expectations don't give high, me right? more
2: credit than I deserve <laughs>
0: But no, I mean, I think I think the women's the women's season, honestly. Has the potential to be even more intriguing than the men's season, which is saying a lot because there's a lot of you know men's teams in the Big 12 that are going to be very intriguing to watch this year. Um, but you have, you know, teams that are rolling that we expect to be rolling. But one big question mark, you know, in Texas, um, the real question is, you know, how big is this going into the year? Um, but you've got plenty of reasons to believe in pretty much everybody else in the conference uh, in terms of being able to make a big jump. Like the top five that were expected to be the top half of the big 12 this year, with the exception of Texas are all looking really good. And then there are plenty of other teams, you know, that were projected to be in that bottom five that have a good opportunity to jump up. Kansas state without Ioka Lee has looked phenomenal this year. And so it'll be very interesting to see how well, you know, this early trend continues and then how much these teams are going to beat each other up when we get into the Big 12. Um, I think that was one thing that, you know, happened last year that I think a lot of people didn't realize because of how much these teams beat each other up. Um, like a Kansas going in the Big 12 tournament just completely overwhelmed Georgia Tech and Georgia Tech was not ready for it um, because, you know, Kansas played a much more battle-tested schedule in the conference. Um, Kansas being able to, you know, play with Stanford, the number two overall seed in the tournament for the better part of three and a half quarters. Again, because I think they had played teams that were on par or pretty close in the conference really helped. And so this is a conference that is going to prepare its teams exceptionally well for the end of the season.
2: Well, and the other thing to consider if you're someone who maybe tries to follow the big 12, but isn't as familiar with like the national stage for women's basketball right now is that, This has already been a ridiculous year just as far as the level of competition, the number of upsets, things like that. Like, I mean, we're looking at potentially a massive shakeup in the rankings this week because after one and two, almost everybody either lost this week or has a loss or two on their schedule. And so there's just this level of considerable parity that there hasn't been on the women's side for a very, very long time. And so for the Big 12 to be continuing to look fairly strong, it's certainly a good time to have a situation like that. And we're also going to start finally figuring out a little bit more about the identities of some of these teams because we're getting to the point where Conference season is less than a month away end of end of December we're seeing conference games and so there are a lot of teams that if they maybe haven't seen a ton of high level competition they're ramping their schedule up a little bit over the course of the next week you've got Baylor against UT Arlington who is I can tell you from experience a very difficult team this is a team that very nearly upset Iowa State last year in the first round. They are without most of the starters from that team, but they're still a good team. I know that they uh, definitely tried to give Kansas a run for their money. We've got Iowa State against Iowa over the coming week. We've got Kansas and Arizona. Kansas State is going to play a neutral site game with South Dakota State. There's There's a lot happening, and so it's a good time to tune in if you haven't yet because there's a lot up in the air, but there's a lot of good basketball to be played.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And and look, like football season is kind of over. and If you want, now is the time to hop in on college basketball. And the Big 12, as always, is dang good, both the men's and the women's side. I, I really think the women's side is the strongest and the deepest it has been in a long time. Because you, you look at the women's side for the Big 12, and like, Iowa State is really good. Again, uh, Baylor is still a good team. Texas is down, but we'll see if they can turn things around. Like Kansas State is solid. Oklahoma has been really good. Like it is a, it feels like a deep conference outside of what's going on at Texas and, and TCU. Baylor's got two losses, but I mean, I, I mean, who, who did they, who did they lost to? They lost to uh, I think they were two good teams. What was it? Michigan, who's pretty solid, and Maryland.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah, I mean, this is
1: a deep conference once again.
2: Baylor's going to have it'll be a lot of trying to figure out okay like what what's kind of the deal there like how deep can you go but it's it's a wild 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 situation
1: on the men's side similarly like like i don't think nine teams will make the tournament but if you ask right now there are nine teams i believe are capable of making the NCAA tournament in the big 12 based off what we've seen so far the Oklahoma State's the only one i'm like uh, i i don't unless some things drastically change, I don't see it, but the rest of the conference, the other nine teams, at least seven of those are probably going to make it six for sure. Maybe seven. The quality is there for nine. It just depends on how it all shakes out in non-con and then in conference play. But there are nine teams I look at and say, you could all be in the NCAA tournament come selection Sunday. Like I do think it's always a deep conference. This might, be the deepest it's been in a couple of years, and that's saying something. And I and I do think the quality is there at the top, absolutely, as it always is. But I do think the depth is, is the best it was. Remember, Kansas State was and Iowa State were bad last year. Like they were, they were not good. No, not last year. Um, Kansas State was not good last year. Iowa State was not good before. Kansas State was bad last year. West Virginia was not good. I don't think. The like eighth, ninth, tenth teams this year are as bad as the eighth, ninth, tenth, tenth teams were last year. I don't think OSU's making the tournament, but I don't think they're as bad as Kansas State was last year. I don't think that, uh, I would say at this point in the standings, I don't know. Who do you think? Who do you think's is the ninth worst team, Andy? Oh, gosh. Um, like it's hard, I, and I don't want problem. to be like this team because <laughs> that fan base is going to get mad, like, right? but that's the point. Like last year, I, mean, you're I like, can okay, make an argument for... Kansas State's
0: awful like you could make an argument for Oklahoma after that game against Villanova, a Villanova team that was two and five going into the year, going into that game. Like you could make that argument, but again, it was in Philadelphia. You know, I have seen Kansas teams completely fall apart against Villanova being in that gym. So like it is, it is not, you know, a trivial thing going to Villanova, even in years where they're not a fantastic team, but yeah, I mean, like you look at this, it is difficult. This is, this is like you said, as deep of a big 12 as we have seen at least. And up until three years ago, I probably would have said, you know, it's, it's another one of the situations where the conference is so deep, they're going to beat up on each other and it's going to cause problems for them come NCAA tournament time. Um, That hasn't happened. Like you look at NCAA tournament stuff, you know, the big 12 has the last two national champions um, in conferences that were comparably as deep as this one is going to be this year. So it will be very interesting, I think, to see how well, you know, is this going to be another situation where playing in this conference and and getting all that experience against these really good teams is going to bode well for them in the NCAA tournament? Um, really, I think the only way it could be a problem is if is if teams deal with injuries. But, but again, um, like that's not necessarily something that you can really plan for, and you just play as good of a conference schedule as you possibly can and use that to give yourself a good opportunity to kind of get in there and, uh, you know, we even saw in the in the NCAA tournament last year, like, lots of really good teams making fairly good runs, TCU almost getting a huge upside over Arizona. Um, like, I would say probably the only team that really disappointed was potentially Baylor losing to UNC the way that they did, but then UNC went to the title game and, you know, gave Kansas a big game. So, yeah, this has been a very good conference, and I think looking at them this year, like – The only the only team that is good and is going to be good that I'm wondering about right now um, would be Baylor just because of the way that they lost against that Virginia team. um, Like that was extremely ugly. And I think that was as much Baylor shooting themselves in the foot as it was Virginia playing really good defense and clamping down. So there's questions, sure, for some of these teams, but there's always questions this time of year. It is really hard to look at any of these teams outside of Oklahoma State and say, I would bet against them making the NCAA tournament, and even Oklahoma State. Like I would say that right now, based off of the way that they played, but they have plenty. Like I think that what Mike Boynton's a good coach. I think they have a a a good enough roster that they could make a push. The question is, of course, does it come together? Um, you know, we we said the same sort of thing about West Virginia last year. Coming into the year, they had enough talent on the roster that they could have gelled and come together and you look at some of their results and they were, they were pretty close in some of them that could have flipped the other way and could have given them an opportunity, but it just never came together for them. Uh, You know, there's no other team though, other than Oklahoma state where I look at it like right now, something seems to not be working and I'm wondering if they're gonna be able to get it together. Everyone else. I fully expect those teams to get much, much better. I think West Virginia has been a lot better than I thought they were going to be coming into the year. They have some pretty big Mm -hmm. wins. Um, you know, Texas, of course, being undefeated at this point with that huge win against Gonzaga. Um, so I'm I'm excited about what the Big 12 Conference is going to bring this year, and it will be very a very, very interesting Big 12 race.
1: Uh, looking at the Ken Palm rankings as of Sunday night, the lowest-ranked team in the Big 12 is 59th, and it's 7-1 Kansas State in Ken Palm. Everyone else, there's a giant gap of 28 West Virginia, 29 Texas Tech, 32 Oklahoma, 34 Oklahoma State, 37, TCU, and 40, Iowa State. And then you got the three near the top. Texas at two, Kansas at 12, and Baylor at 15. Kansas State at 7-1, and one, who is much better than they were last year, is 59. That is the lowest rated Big 12 team. I'm not even going to dig because I don't have to. I know that's the best of every conference. I know every conference, every conference has at least one team Ranked lower. I mean, literally, I can look right. I don't have to I don't have to do any research. One spot below them is LSU. One spot below them is Colorado. Uh, Northwestern is at sixty-four. USC's like I, I don't even have. To, I'm, I'm I'm good. I Wake
0: Forest is seventy-six. We're done. Okay. Power five. Really, Big East is there. Every power really, 6. really really crazy stat. Okay, looking at Ken Palm. Oh, I love it. Going yeah. back in the entire history of Ken Palm, there is only. One season where we did not have at least two teams that were ranked 59th or lower. So every single season since Kempom has existed, the Big 12 has had at least two teams that are at 59 or lower, except for the 2015 season where they had TCU at 56 and Texas Tech at 155. Like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Never mind. Kansas state just finished a whole lot better that year in 2015, but was still ranked 81. So this is, this is, there's always been at least two teams that are at the 59th or worst. Like this big 12 conference is absolutely insane uh, with how deep it is. I didn't look at like the actual rating number to compare that, but I have to imagine, I mean, 12, 12 12.25 for Kansas state. And that's the lowest. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. That's uh there's always at least one team that's below that quite more actually in some of these years. So, I mean, this is, this is a it's a really, really balanced and top heavy conference top heavy in terms of all of college basketball, not like two teams in the big 12 are so much better than everyone else. Like it is, it is a conference that is made up of a bunch of teams that are towards the top of the sport that are all playing together at the same time in the same conference. And it's going to be an absolute bloodbath.
1: I know it's early. Things will change. Teams will take losses. They'll move down the the list, but it's going to be, again, the Big 12 in football was the deepest top-to-bottom conference. We did all the ratings. Every conference had a team rated lower than the lowest-rated team in the Big 12, which is West Virginia, who didn't even finish last in conference. Right now, same thing for men's basketball. And if there was a Kim Pong for women's basketball, I bet you it would be very similar. That top-to-bottom really, really stinky good. That's why you should be tuning in and watching games consistently as many as you can, even if it's just not for your team watching the big 12. So let's wrap as we typically do here on the show. Let's look to the week ahead and what we have on the docket. I'm going to get it pulled up now. Sorry, I was busy scrolling Ken and, and deleting stuff out of my recycle bin to ensure that my machine didn't crash mid-recording, which would have been real, real bad. Um, okay, Big 12. Let's see. Y'all, I know this is probably where like, Philip figured it out. All right, men's side. Nothing Monday. How nice. Tuesday. Ooh, Texas hosting, Ili- or Texas versus Illinois in New York. That should be a, a very interesting matchup. Let's see. Virginia, Navy. ooh, we get the Cyhawk on Thursday on the men's side. Iowa State at Iowa on, at seven p.m. on FS1.
2: Two days, less than forty-eight hours after Iowa plays Duke in New York City.
1: Ooh, uh, we get the Border War, not in the football, but in basketball on Saturday. Kansas in at nine zero Missouri, that and I will one be in the building for that one,
0: so that one will be very, really? very, very interesting. You guys will get the live uh, view if you follow me over on Twitter as it's happening.
1: Uh, at andymitts 12 uh, an interesting, a sneaky, potentially good one here: West Virginia hosting a seven and one UAB on Saturday night. And you're like, what's UAP. I'm like, yeah, but you know, record seven and one at this point. See, eight games in.
2: How dare it's worth you mention keeping... that school when I'm on this call?
1: Oh, I didn't know that that we had an issue, Jamie.
2: You didn't know that Iowa State had an issue with UAB.
1: I can't keep track of everybody every team hates. Okay, that's fair. like yeah. that's a lot to keep track of. On the women's side, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. You said uh, the we women get Cy oh. Hawk.
0: Yeah, Cyhawk on the women's, the women's. side We on get Cy
1: Hawk on the women's side on Wednesday.
2: I'll they be there. A top it's my matchup? first time. To- uh, it won't be. Iowa will likely drop out of the top ten because they lost. Uh, ah. NC. Likely would jump them since they were 12 and Iowa was 10, but it'll be a top 15 still, probably.
1: That's still good, and it'll that's, be the
2: the predictor will put it nearly even, most likely. But it's, not, it's
1: not, it's not even. Uh, Thursday, Andy mentioned it Kansas at Arkansas, seven no, and undefeated. Kansas Arizona
0: 14. Sorry, Arizona. <laughs> you've got bowl games on the brain. Come on, Philip. No.
2: K State played Arkansas like a week ago and they lost. Arkansas might yeah. low key has some ballers though.
1: So. so those are the big ones for this week on the men's and women's side. There's plenty of basketball going
0: on. There's also there's also okay on on the women's side. Um, on Sunday coming up, there's also Kansas is hosting Wichita State, um, a seven and one Wichita State team that uh, should be an interesting one. I don't know how competitive it's necessarily going to be, but it should be an interesting one at least because. Wichita State. We do know how Wichita. Well, I should say all Kansas fans know how Wichita State feels about Kansas. It's fairly similar, uh, but not as high profile as Kansas State. So,
1: to to that note, uh, on that sa- on that Sunday on uh, the women's side,
0: West Virginia traveling to Penn State. That's a big one, one too. A
1: rivalry matchup. Yes,
0: absolutely. Almost well, I missed everyone this on the has. Men's side. A Did we really talk about Oklahoma and Arkansas week? on Saturday? No,
1: I I, I missed that. last look, and I got distracted by kansas Mizzou. Uh, and skipped right past
0: OU Arkansas. I mean, I, I understand Kansas versus an undefeated Missouri is something that we never expected to see in our lifetime. But, um, you know, we can't ignore the fact that Oklahoma and Arkansas is, I mean, that's a pretty big matchup too. It's a good opportunity for for Oklahoma to wash the taste of that Villanova game out of their mouth and, and get back on track to everybody thinking that they're going to be fantastic this year.
1: Uh, I mean, look, OU after that weird loss of the opener to Sam Houston, Reeled off six straight, and uh, I, I, I was shocked that they dropped that game at Villanova. That that that's a that's a really, that's a not great resume loss there. Um, I, I, I think they're, I think they're a team that is a good team, but they're gonna have some bad performances uh, on the men's side. Since we're talking Sunday, Oklahoma State will face eight and one Virginia Tech in Brooklyn as well. So plenty of uh, good opportunities to catch some solid men's and women's basketball uh, this coming uh, this coming week. Obviously, Jamie, I'd ask you which ones you're interested in, but uh, I know it's going to be two Cyhawk matchups for the men and women's. I do have but, you know, one those... besides
2: that, though. I I am excited for Kansas and Arizona on Thursday because I just I really want to see Kansas like significantly challenged, and they've had they've had some really like good tough games this year, but like I just I want to see them in like a, a tough environment like they'll have in Arizona because they've been really good this year want to see like okay what what's what's going on and what can we potentially expect from the big 12 season because that'll be more similar to like a road game against an arizona
1: i'm uh i'm excited i'm excited to shift my focus um i'm excited to i'm hoping to have a pretty fun episode for everyone on thursday that's more football focus will be one of our last like football heavy shows um we'll do a couple more at the end of the end of the year uh we do some math here. One, two, three, four. Counting this episode, I have uh, we have four or five episodes left this year before the holiday. We're gonna we're gonna take a a little bit of a probably about a two week break here on the show because I need it. Um, and uh, uh, you know, feels like something we don't do enough. So we'll probably take a good a good chunk off and give everybody a nice little holiday. Time to rest and uh, and get rejuvenated. I feel like at this point I'm rambling and we should just wrap this show up. So watch hoops. Do it. Do it. Wrestling's going on as well. Uh, there's
2: so close.
1: Did Iowa State lose to Iowa?
2: Yeah, but they kept it close. And that's with Iowa wrestling. They're two like top guys that had been hurt. So like based on that, Iowa State really in theory shouldn't have had a chance. So I'm I'm like super excited that they kept it close. I say this all the time over on my CFP that I I am the biggest wrestling fan that knows nothing about it. I just I really want them to do well. It's it's wrestling is so big in Iowa. I don't have the mental capacity to learn about it because every time I think about learning about it, it's during basketball season since they. Uh, they cohabitate there in the winter, but I, I'm, I cheer for them. Their guys are so nice and so supportive of everyone else. So even though I don't understand anything, I want them to do well. And it seems like this, even though it was a loss, was a step in the right direction because Iowa state is looking kind of good.
1: Uh, Oklahoma state dropped a match to Minnesota this weekend as well. There is a, they're not part of the network. Uh, but there is a Big 12 wrestling show called the Pen 12 Podcast. Uh, go look it up. Uh, they do a really good job. It's got an Oklahoma State fan and an Iowa State fan who are the hosts of that show. They do a solid job. So if you're a Big 12 wrestling fan, go check out the Pen 12 Podcast. I thought it was a pretty solid name that they put together for that. Uh, we are, of course, the 10 12 Podcast, flagship show for the 10 12 Network. 12 shows strong. Go and listen to all of them. Now is the time to be supporting your teams. Folks, I see these Spotify wraps. I should be seeing people talking about how Rock Chalk Podcast is one of their top five listens every week. How Andy's, uh, Andy, don't, don't, don't be, don't be there. Most right. of my you listeners a... don't
0: listen on Spotify though. Like, so like, I'm not expecting a bunch of those. Fair enough. Like, most of my Fair listeners enough. are on iPhone. So, or I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts. Have...
1: Apple Podcasts, yes. Uh, Rock Chalk Podcast. Go check it out. CFP Cyclone Family Podcast, hosted by JSJ and her brother, Eric. Uh, go check that out. It is once a week as well. They have shifted to a later in the week schedule to accommodate hoops. It's uh, it's I was trying to remember her name. It's Jacqueline Cordova. You need to get Jacqueline on. She does a great job. Well, because I had dance, her
2: on uh, um I did interviews. That's right. So yeah. You did. She's she's my girl.
1: She's a good she's good. Her Her photos photos from today. Are awesome. Absolutely awesome. Uh,
2: And she hosts a show at Cyclone Fanatic on on wrestling. So if you're a Cyclone fan and you want to maybe understand a little bit more, she does a really good one over at Cyclone Fanatic.
1: She does good work. Everything she does is great. Props to her. Uh, Bosco's boys, I'm sure this week's going to be a lot of fun with Scott after they won the Big 12 title. Uh, We've got... Let's see. Raspy Voice Kids are back. They've been a lot of fun to listen to. Uh, Between Two Bears, we're back this week. Nice to see that back in the feed. sons UCF, they've got a quarterback transfer uh, at UCF they're one to, ch- to listen to. That's definitely going to be something for them to talk about. Check out every show on the network. Robbie, who I hope will talk about the fact that he has to get a Script Wildcats tattoo somewhere on himself because the idiot decided to ask for only two hundred retweets. If Kansas State won, he would get a tattoo. That would be the host of our Benzo was basketball podcasts. Why? Why? (laughs) uh, It. He's young. I mean, I know of he's a young guy. I
0: I could probably list out two hundred people that would have retweeted that anyway.
1: Well, and and when he when he was quote tweeting the number to a Scott tweet. Right, like that of there the are show so many that gets like ninety. Who did like ninety thousand downloads last month? Like, dude. Um, Whoops. That was ill. Th- hey, you know what? Lesson he does learned. a good job talking basketball. Lesson learned. Sometimes the hardest lessons to learn are the best lessons. I don't know. Let's wrap this up. We'll be back on Thursday. I'm not gonna tell you what it's gonna be because if I do, it won't work out. But it should be a good one.